0: For instance, there is no egg in eggplant. In the same way there's no ham in hamburger. Quicksand works really, really slow. Boxing rings are square. I'm not sure what the deal is about guinea pigs. They're not from Guinea and they're not pigs. Writers write, but fingers don't thing. Right? Hammers don't ham. Teachers have always taught. So why don't preachers prot? <laughs> and if vegetarians eat vegetables, what does a humanitarian eat? <laughs> like these confusing names in the English language, Jesus is our mighty, victorious lamb. Lamb. The Lamb of God. We, we sang it here this morning. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb has overcome. It seems like paradoxical. Like these statements that I've shared. This season we've talked about Jesus as the Lamb of God. Jesus fulfilled the requirements of God's righteousness. And as he was sacrificed as God's perfect sacrificial Lamb. But he also will be exalted one day in heaven as the Lamb of God who was slain but is alive. Similar to how slim chance and fat chance are, are somehow the same, but a wise man and a wise guy are total opposites. <laughs> Jesus is both conquering king, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. But he's the lamb who was slain and yet lives. I I mean, he is this one who in Revelation chapter 1 verses 12 through 18 is described in this way. Then I turned here in this vision of the Apostle John of this future setting. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, on the one like the Son of Man, this being Jesus, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held the seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. And notice what he takes pride in. Notice what is said in verse 17 and 18. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Notice the credentials that are used for Christ being eternal God. The beginning and the end. And that he is the one who died and rose again. Because of his death and resurrection, he lives forevermore as Savior Of those who put their trust in him alone for salvation. This morning I'd like to look at this throne room of God. And and another scene here. That the Bible describes in the book of Revelation. The scene of heaven. where, Where the throne is surrounded with creatures that are more glorious. More powerful than we could ever imagine here on this earth. And the scroll... That is is there, and it represents it's like the reading of a will. It's like who is going to receive the very universe, the very heaven and earth as their inheritance to reign and to own and to keep for all of eternity. This scroll. But it appears that no one is available to read the scroll, to bring in the eternal state. We read in Revelation verse, chapter 5, verse 5, And of the elders, uh, one of the elders said to me, this is John the Apostle writing, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Jesus, as the lion of the tribe of Judah, conquered So that he might have all heaven and earth as his inheritance. And so we pick up in the verses that we look at here this morning. It might seem odd to look at the book of Revelation on Easter Sunday. But I think you will see throughout here that the resurrection made it. So that Jesus is the lamb who was slain but who lives forevermore so reading picking up in verse 6 and between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders i saw a lamb standing they just said the lion of the tribe of judah is going to open this scroll but there is standing a lamb and then he's described as though it had been slain With seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp. And golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Jesus is described as the lamb 28 times in the book of Revelation. And moving on. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and uh, by your blood you ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. As we focus here on the resurrection of Christ, I want us to see what his coming back to life confirmed for us. Worship Jesus as the mighty one who conquered death. Right from the beginning, here we see between the throne and the four living creatures. As I say, these are more powerful creatures that we can ever imagine on this earth. And among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. The tense of this verb, have, had been slain, it speaks of how Jesus was slain at a specific point of time, but the power of his death is still working now. It is the power of his death is in the fact that he conquered death. These seven horns and seven eyes, and, uh, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth, these, these represent his being all-powerful over the whole earth at the same time. You know, kids, think about this. I mean, what made Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Right? He got bit by a radioactive spider, right? And Hulk. Uh, he was exposed to gamma rays. Bruce Bannon was exposed to gamma rays, and he became Hulk. And then you've got Daredevil. I don't know if many of you guys are... It's, he was exposed to radioactive chemicals. You know, you've got to stay away from this radioactive stuff unless you want to become a superhero, I guess. Then you got Batman. He was just born rich. <laughs> I, 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 that's all I can figure. Jesus was always a part of the Godhead, as always God the Son. But he became our Savior when he died and rose again. And he's shown as slain and yet alive because he got the job done. He was our substitute. He was the substitution sacrifice for us. He received the death that we deserve because Scripture tells us the wages of sin is death. And he, being God, being all-powerful, was able to conquer death for all of people. Being eternal, it was able to count for all of people for all of time. Only Christ Jesus. Could accomplish this. And the scene continues to play out. As Jesus does. What only he can do. As we read. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand. Of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll. The four living creatures and the twenty-four elders. Fell down before the lamb. Each holding a harp. And golden bowls full of incense. Which are the prayers of the saints. As they fall down in worship. Do you realize that the word worship means to show how worthy someone is? To show their worth. It used to be called worth-ship. And it, and it, and it, it transformed to worship over the years. It's to show how worthy someone is. And we pick up, as they're a part of their worship, they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tongue and tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God. And they shall reign on the earth. This brings us to the fact that you should worship Jesus as the rightful one who made redemption possible. Jesus paid the ransom price in order to have a people for himself. Those who have been redeemed and receive his payment on their behalf. He bought us for himself by paying what was owed, as I mentioned. He paid the death penalty that each one of us owed for our sins. But as the God-man, he has shown that he could die for sins for all the people of all the time and yet live again. That's the significance of this lamb that had been slain was walking around alive. You know, kids, if... If uh, your parents buy something, let's say you go to the store and you buy a big TV, all right, and you pay for it back in the electronic section, and you start heading out the door with that TV on that cart, somebody's going to walk up to your mom or dad, and they're probably going to want to see a receipt, right? Because they're not sure if you didn't just pull that TV off the shelf, put it on the cart, and just like walking out, doot do do you know, minding my own business. They're going to want to see that receipt, To make sure you paid for that. The empty tomb. Is our receipt. That Christ paid. The price. For our redemption. Plain and simple. His payment was confirmed. And good. And what's our purpose. That he purchased a group of people for. To reign with him. To reign with him as a kingdom of priests for all eternity. It's not just about escaping hell, folks. It's about having a relationship with the Savior God that begins now and lasts for all of eternity. If you had to choose a boat to sail on, and you were told, you know what? Only one of these boats is going to not sink. Only one of these boats is going to stay afloat you choose pretty carefully realize something every other religion on this earth will be shown to be faulty and its followers cast away from god that's not a popular thing to say these days and this includes the religion of this to, of today that worships the sinful desires of men and women. During this life, you have the opportunity to trust the one and only Savior, Jesus, and to worship him as the worthy one who will be exalted. We see there in verse 11 and 12, Then I look and I heard around the throne, And the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And if if you're, you're aware of this, the list could just go on of all that Jesus is worthy to receive. He will own it all. He owns it all. He will receive that inheritance. He is the lamb who was slain. Jesus being alive after dying, as I mentioned, as our sacrificial lamb. It is key to the eternal story that this substitution died for us and yet lived again. You know, Our family has a friend who lives up in Wisconsin, and she runs these crazy, she runs and swims and rides these crazy races called Iron Man, okay? She's an iron woman, all right? It starts out with a almost two-and-a-half-mile swim. I have a hard time getting from one end to the other of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Swimming two-and-a-half miles. And then a 112-mile bike ride. And then just rounds out the day with a marathon. Over 26 miles. The fact is, is those who excel at, at these, all of three of these at the same time, that can do all of them in one day. If you gave me a month, I could maybe get it done. But to accomplish all this in one day, and can you imagine, to win it. To win an Ironman race, This, this person deserves to be up on that highest podium, exalted as the winner. This scene that we look at is Jesus, pictured as our Savior, slain and resurrected, receiving the awards that he deserves, worthy to receive the award of the most powerful, the wisest, the most honorable, the most glorious. Now I wonder if these these Ironman competitors showed up at the starting line and they say say I know you, you signed up for this Ironman triathlon tri meaning 3 but we're going to call it a quadathlon I guess it would be a quadathlon or or we're going to add a fourth competition and they're like oh uh, okay what's that well it's called resurrection Okay so at the end of the marathon um, somebody's going to be there and they're going to kill you and give you a chance to resurrect and come back to life. So that's the fourth competition today. Do you think any of those people on the starting line would give that a try? No. They'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll go back to training. Why did I stop eating donuts for this? Jesus is the God-man who did the unthinkable. He died for the ones that he created. And he followed that with doing what seemed impossible, that only the God-man could do, raising himself from the dead, topping all competitors. You can trust him to be able to do anything he needs to do in your life to bring you to glory in himself in trusting Him as your Savior. And as we've talked about recently, you can trust that His promises and His commands fit together. In conclusion, let's just look at what's said here in verse 13. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Notice that along with these countless persons in heaven, these myriads of angels that are described earlier, everyone else will join in acknowledging Jesus as the Savior, risen again, Lord. The Bible tells us that one day, every person that has ever lived is going to bow their knee to Jesus and honor him as Lord of all. But what is probably one of the saddest truths ever is that most who will recognize him as Lord are going to be cast away from him. In hell, because they did not trust him as Savior during their life on this earth. Scripture tells us it is appointed once for man to die and then to face judgment. It will be too late for them. He must be received as Savior and Lord in this life. Your eternal salvation has to do with the choice that you make in this life. And your salvation in this life means that your name is written, as Revelation thirteen eight puts it, your name is written in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. Let's bow our heads together.